1: I realized that I had to shift to a place of taking care of myself if I was going to be able to be what my family needed me to be, and part of that was creativity.
0: Welcome to Scrapbook Your Way, the show that explores the breadth of ways to be a memory keeper today. I'm your host, Jennifer Wilson, owner of Simple Scrapper and author of The New Rules of Scrapbooking. This is episode 124. In this episode, I'm joined by Amy Melanchenko to discuss how she used memory keeping as a tool to become a better version of herself, and as a result, how her creative productivity flourished. Hey, Amy, welcome back to Scrapbook Your Way. I'm so excited to talk to you.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here.
0: Can you remind our listeners a little bit about yourself, who you are, where you live and all that?
1: Sure. Um, I'm Amy Melinchenko. Um, I live in the suburbs of Richmond, Virginia. Um, born and raised here. Lived a few other places here and there, including um, Missouri, St. Louis, Missouri, and Northern Virginia. Um, but came back home a few years ago. Uh, I am married. This our twentieth anniversary is this year. That's so crazy. Um, wow! Congrats. It's <laughs> crazy, um, and we have. Um, 16-year-old twins, and my husband uh, and has a 25-year-old da- uh, daughter who is kind of my bonus daughter who uh, is a CPA who lives in, um, in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. We're really proud of her. Uh, and so, like I said, I have boy-girl twins, Alex and Megan, um, who are both in high school and All into adolescence at the moment. Uh, (laughs) A whole new challenge that comes along with that. Um, We also have two uh, rescue dogs and a rescue cat as well um, that we love and can't, uh, you know, they're like my other children. Uh, I work full time as a project manager at a uh, bank, a large bank, uh, primarily in kind of the wealth. area and I basically, um, help drive projects, uh, to completion and my day job, which comes in, in handy sometimes with memory keeping as well, um,
0: for sure, and for the work that you do um, as our creative team leader. So yes, <laughs> one of the right. reasons why you've been a perfect fit for that is to be able to wrangle our team members and keep everything organized so that we can produce a beautiful magazine and, and share all this amazing work with, with our members. So, uh, yeah, you've, you've been part of our family for so long now. I checked my records, and we were connected as far back as 2010, which makes it 11 years. Wow. Yeah. And yeah, you joined the team in twenty thirteen and we're the team leader by twenty fourteen. So it's just been yeah, such a pleasure to work with you. And yeah, I'm excited to to dig deep into this particular topic today. But before we get there, I am curious what's exciting you right now in your hobby.
1: So um all things stamping at the moment. So, um, I have really embraced, uh, all things stamps. Um, I am overflowing with stamps and inks, particularly I am loving alphas, alpha, uh, stamps and the Tim Holtz Destructs Oxide inks. I Mm -hmm. (laughs) just completed my collection as if I needed all that ink, but I, I have, and I'm so excited and I've been playing with them all over the place. Um, Something about that particular formula of ink uh, is just I love that I can do mixed media with it and I can do stamping, um, you know, on traditional uh, scrapbook pages. I just I am loving all things stamps these days.
0: So I'm right there with you with this love of inks and stamps, and I am too shy away from completing my own Distress Oxide collection. <laughs> I'm just trying to wait until I can bundle it with another order of or something. I'm still missing Carved Pumpkin and Mustard Seed, but I certainly have plenty in the Orange and Yellow family anyway. It's not like they're they're really missing, but I, I can... I definitely have that same kind of appreciation for what those inks can do, just the versatility overall, with as well as the consistency in just regular stamping on a scrapbook page. Because I had bought so many inks over the years, and I was always frustrated, and I'm very rarely frustrated with these. So that makes me so happy.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's it's funny. I don't know, you know, if it's just a, a change in mindset for me, but I was stayed away from stamping for a long time just because um, of that whole perfection. Like mm-hmm. it never turned out the way I was envisioning and it would frustrate me. Um, but over the last few years, I I kind of am embracing that and I like the way it looks on my pages um, and I'm and, and just going with it and loving it, having a lot of fun. And they're so versatile. You can do so many things with stamps.
0: Yes, yes, yes. So I have so many additional thoughts here. One <laughs> is that I think having a stamp platform definitely has helped me With the perfection because it can be more perfect. I'm curious, do you use one of those or are you just totally freehanding with a block and and truly embracing the imperfection?
1: So I do have a platform, um, but I often forget I have it when I'm stamping. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Um, So I I do have one and I do use it when I think of it, but a lot of times I'm just kind of going with it. Um, And it's funny, I was making a page yesterday and I, uh, pressed too hard and it messed up and it made the title of my page look kind of funny. And I just went with it and kind of mm-hmm. did that on some of the other letters. And it ended up looking really, um really good. In the past, I would have started all over uh, mm-hmm. and done it all again. And I just went with it. And I I actually really love how it looks. So, um but I do like the stamp platform. It's what got me there, got me interested um, in stamping again. Uh, after I bought that but now I'm kind of yes,
0: venturing away. <laughs> kind of that's my um, maybe I'm just a few steps behind you on that evolution then um, working towards more of the the embracing of imperfection but I get like the the idea of the happy accidents and sometimes you can just get a a fun cool look by accident yeah, um, because something you know quote-unquote messed up but you can just roll with it Now, I'm curious, did you participate in Stamp Your Story Live yesterday?
1: I did. I did. Okay. (laughs) So I think that's part of why stamps are on my brain right now. Uh, I spent most of the day watching that content um, and working on projects, many of which had stamping on them. So, yeah.
0: And then you said your alphabet stamps are some of your favorites. So would you have a particular, like, collection or manufacturer? Like, who's creating the alphabet stamps you love most?
1: Uh, mostly Allie Edwards. Um, the new, uh, week in the life, uh, alpha and number stamp that she came out with is like, I'm obsessed with it. Um, and I was looking through my story album last night and all of almost every page that I've done for the last, I don't know, month has had that stamp somewhere on it. Um, and I also love, um, one of the stamp sets that Heidi swap, um, has, I think it's I can't remember the name of it, um, but it's an alpha and it has numbers and they're, the nice thing about it is it, is they, it stamps to look Im- imperfect on purpose. So oh, yeah, love that. Um, also have quite a few of the paper person alphas as well, but I would say the vast majority of what I have is Allie Edwards.
0: Because I'm, I don't know if you recall this, in the community I posted about alphas, and I'm like, I'm, my collection, I think we did, we went back and forth on this, because some of my older ones are not looking so hot from a few years ago, and I just don't have that many, and so therefore, because I don't have that many, I'm not, I'm not using them, and I don't have really alphas to mix that are in similar sizes, and so I'm definitely kind of wanting to build my stash there, and kind of figuring out what I'm going to buy next. So, I'm right there with you. <laughs> All right. What about your memory keeping a bucket list? What is one story that you really feel is important to tell?
1: So it's kind of funny. The story that I've been kind of thinking about a lot lately, it actually came out of some conversation that our team was having um, kind of in our back channel um, over on the Mighty Networks site, um, because one of the prompts for the upcoming issue was around colorful language. Mm-hmm. And so one of the team members had posted, is it okay if I do a page that has some some cursing on it or colorful language on it? And it got me thinking, and and I had posted, you know, I really need to do a page about my own love of colorful language. <laughs> <laughs> um, and because I've never really done that, but it it is something kind of funny and quirky about me, um, and is an interesting story. And so I'm trying to figure out the best way to do that in a way that doesn't, um, you know, it's just a, a fine line between, um, you know, to document something like that. So still trying to work out how I'm going to do that. But that's kind of a, a big one that's coming up that I think says a lot about who I am.
0: Oh, yeah, 100 percent. That that conversation was so fascinating because I think we were all trying to figure out what is the best way to do it when kind of a broader public would see it versus when maybe only you and your family would see it. And just kind of how how do you approach that in a way that feels appropriate, given that the story is about <laughs> colorful language? I mean, yeah, you, you might offend someone no matter what. So that's kind of the whole point. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, and that, you know, it, it's funny, that may be one that I don't share widely, because I I don't want to, I don't want to offend anybody. But at the same time, I do think, um, you know, part of the reason that I scrapbook is because I want to tell the stories about who we are. And, um, mm-hmm. and that is something that I think, I know, I would love to know that about a grandmother, my grandmother, or my great grandmother, if that was something that they, um, you know, it was a part of who they were. I would love to know that. Um, so I'm I'm gonna do it. I've just I've gotta figure out the best way to do it.
0: Yeah, for sure. This totally reminds <laughs> me. It was last weekend and I was driving Emily home from somewhere and she just randomly brings up, Mom, I have a question for you. Have you and Daddy been keeping up with the swear jar? Because I don't I don't really see it getting any any taller. I don't think there's being more money adding to it. <laughs> And like we started the swear jar like three years ago, maybe added a couple of bucks to it, and it's just sat there ever since. And I don't know what made her think of that or what That's but it funny. was just hilarious.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's interesting too, as um my kid, you know, when my kids were little, um, we were really careful about the colorful mm-hmm. language, uh, and you know, did things like the the swear jar and all of that stuff, and as they've become older and older and now they're teenagers it, I feel like I'm the one constantly being like don't say that that's not okay yeah. <laughs> you know and they're like mom come on we've heard you say that I'm like I know <laughs> but you're not supposed to you're just a yeah. child so it's an interesting um dynamic so that's funny. <laughs> <laughs>
0: all right so the topic of this episode the theme is kind of the idea of creative renewal and It's, you know, as we mentioned, you know, I've known you for a long time now, and I've definitely seen your own creative work evolve with both digital and paper scrapbooking. But I wanted to specifically talk about kind of how you flourish creatively after a challenging time. And I think that, you know, we all had (laughs) the pandemic created a challenging time for most of us around the world, but you had additional like life stuff on top of that, too. Um, so I just, you know, I wanted to, and I've just noticed you kind of blossom or spread your wings out of that. And I was just, I wanted to just talk more about what that has felt like and, you know, the, the permission and grace that you gave, you gave yourself along the way, or maybe didn't and, and just all the nuances of that. Um, so maybe let's like start back with your scrapbooking journey. How did, when did you begin and how has your hobby evolved over these years
1: so i i've been scrapbooking in some way shape or form um since middle middle school high school uh age it was more like you know photo albums where i would put photos and memorabilia and words um nothing fancy i didn't put it in a special book it was just in our regular um you know photo albums um but i always had um this thing about photos and words and putting them together. Um, I kind of officially did what, you know, we think of today as scrapbooking. Um, in 2000, I was, um, working on a, I wanted to do a a wedding planning scrapbook, uh, as I was planning for, for our wedding in, uh, which was in 2001. And so I went to, uh, I believe Michael's and I got, a book that kind of walked through how to do it. And I bought a bunch of paper and pens and just literally jumped in, uh, and loved it. It was like finding what, you know, I've always tried a lot of different hobbies and things to do Mm -hmm. and never really, other than reading, found one that fit. Um, and it was like immediate, like this is my thing. Um, and so I, I paper scrapped, um, for several years, mostly in an eight and a half by 11, um, 12 by 12 scared me a lot in the beginning. Um, and so I, until 2005, and that's when my uh, twins were born. And I, I just couldn't, I couldn't find the time. The paper was everywhere. My kids were, you know, as they got older, we were trying to get into everything. And so I, mm-hmm. that's why I explored Digi the first time, um, looking into digital, because I was thinking, hey, I can put that on my laptop, and I can do that from anywhere in the house. Um, and the, the kids aren't going to tear up the supplies that I buy. Um, and I loved it. Um, it. It also felt like a, a natural extension. I was still doing the thing that... Somebody <laughs> let the dog back down here. Okay. Um, it was a a natural extension of the storytelling pieces that I loved. Um, and I actually, um, wasn't always real happy with my pages when I was doing paper. So digital kind of, um, allowed me to do some things that I didn't feel comfortable doing with paper. Uh, and so loved it. And I continued to do, be a primarily digital scrapbooker until 2019. So for a long time, um, And it's funny, uh, I began, I had a, I was on a podcast with you talking about books and reading and memory keeping. And, um, one of the things that you suggested when we were talking about my, um, books and reading stuff was, you know, if I was saying, I might want to get into paper um, a little (laughs) bit. And you were like, have you thought of a traveler's notebook? I'm like, yeah, that's a good idea. And so I went and bought some paper stuff and a traveler's notebook and did a paper album for the first time in ages.
0: So I'm hundred percent to blame for all of this.
1: (laughs) You absolutely are. It was, and it was the best thing that could have happened because um, I needed something to get me excited about the hobby again. Um, I was struggling. You you mentioned about, um, you know, the 2019, 2020 were were rough for a lot of reasons. And I needed something to kind of jumpstart things. And your suggestion really helped. I loved working with paper again. um, And that just began um, where I am now, which is probably 80% uh, paper, 20% digi. Um, I only really do digital pages to fill in gaps from previous um, digital pages that I was doing. So I keep track of of what areas I hadn't covered. Um, so sure. I will do digital for those, but anything new um, is typically going to be in paper uh, now, which is exciting and different uh, and fun.
0: And what sizes are you enjoying working with right now?
1: So, um, for any digital stuff that I'm doing, it's always 12 by 12, typically, uh, unless it's like a specific project. Um, for paper, I'm doing project life in 12 by 12. Um, I have six by eight uh, story albums that I am doing. And that's where the vast majority of my scrapbooking is today. Uh, I have a three by eight for my One Little Word album. And then I also am doing the Pieces of Me project with um, the Allie Edwards community. And so I have an eight and a half by 11 album for that. Um, try, part of it is just trying to figure out what's the right size for me now. Um, it's feeling like six by eight is... Um, is a great size for me at the moment. Um, but I, I, I'm, you know, looking towards 12 by 12 more and more, um, I'm getting less scared of it, uh, because of project life.
0: Oh, okay. That's interesting. Yeah. I've, I was for, let's see, 2018, 19. Hold on, let me turn around. Yeah, 2018, 19, I was doing exclusively six by eight, and then it got bigger to eight and a half by eleven, and then this year I made a few twelve by twelves, and I was like, oh shoot, I'm gonna have to start buying twelve by twelve albums again because now I'm just creating in whatever size I want to in the moment. Um, But it definitely ebbs and flows, and I love that we have the options. And I've I've had to give myself permission to you know to switch between the sizes that I don't have to stay, you know, uh, totally connected to something.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the great thing about the community right now, in my opinion, is there's so many options that there's something there for, for everybody. Um, And I'm really enjoying trying a little bit of everything. Um, I have a couple of projects that I am hoping to begin this year all of which will be in the traveler's notebook size, um, which I haven't done again since the books and reading um, project that I did uh, back in 2019. So I'm looking forward to exploring that size a little bit uh, as well again.
0: Oh, super fun. Okay. So getting back into the, you know, the, the meatier parts of this, like if we ask you the kind of loaded question, how was the past year for you? What's your response? <laughs>
1: um so it's interesting um for in many ways um 2019 and 2020 kind of feel like one big blur of a year for me. Um mm-hmm. I know for most people it felt like two years. Um <laughs> uh it didn't for me. It it really felt um that it was the, probably the most challenging time in my life. And so, um, primarily because it started in 2019, my family, both my, my immediate family and my extended family, it it was just one thing after another in terms of physical and mental health, uh, Mm -hmm. issues. And so, Uh, someone was in the hospital, someone was, you know, needing help, needing care, a lot of doctor's visits, that kind of, it was just all over the place. And on top of that, you know, I work full time and I have a pretty intense job. Um, and I, it was also a particularly intense time at my job. Um, and I just found myself, uh, unable to prioritize myself at all. Yeah. Yeah. and so I just, I wasn't making a lot of time for um, creative work. And even when I did, I just wasn't excited about it. And part of that was mindset, I think. But I think it was also just, um, I had been at that point, digital scrapbooking for so many years. And I just wasn't feeling very challenged or excited about um, about that anymore. Um, and then, of course, pandemic hit and um, the Chaos of our life changed, <laughs> so it was still chaos. It was a little yeah. different, but it was um, still a lot of upheaval, um, and it was kind of—I I think of it as like a rocky year of adjustment for our family and for me. Um, You know, I was wor- suddenly working from home, like most people um, who have that luxury, and my family was here constantly, twenty-four hours a day together. Um, Mm -hmm. And for this introvert, that was really challenging. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Two teenagers and me and my husband kind of in each other's faces all the time, especially coming off of such a rough year, uh, the year prior. And we were just in recovery mode. um, And I came to a place where I realized that I had to shift to a place of taking care of myself if I was going to be able to be what my family needed me to be. Um, And so part of that was creativity. And I think, you know, having been on that podcast with you and you had mentioned that project and I got the supplies and I started getting excited about memory keeping for the first time in a really long time. And a lot of that was the physical tactile um, playing with uh, supplies, which I of course hadn't been doing for many years because I was doing everything on the computer. Um, and not in, not only memory keeping, but it also opened doors to other things like art journaling, um, watercolor, uh, all of these new mediums that I kind of always thought were beyond me because I'm, I'm not an artist. And I kind of started challenging that thought that I had in my mind that I, I wasn't an artist and that I couldn't, I wasn't very creative and just started trying things. And it really helped me, um, to find a place where I could explore some of the creativity that was missing in my life. Mm -hmm. And it really helped me to kind of get back to me and to what I cared about. And then I found that as I did that, it allowed me to open up and be there for my family in a way that I don't know if I would have been able to do had I not found um, something for me as well.
0: So what I've noticed in this, and particularly because you were talking about, you know, talking, doing that, the Traveler's Notebook back in 2019, you didn't wait to, for everything to be right in the world again, to start this process. You had this realization and you used the tools of creativity to, I'm sure, cope with that time and come through it even stronger.
1: Yes. Yeah. I didn't wait. Um, and that's, uh something that I, I definitely recommend to other people in my life who are struggling with, you know, anything is if something excites you, just do it. Um, don't worry about, uh, you know, any barriers, just do it. It will help. Um, and that's what I found by just jumping into the deep end, um, picking up a paintbrush, playing with paper, folding paper, um, and was every single thing that I created, you know, the best thing ever? No, of course not. Um, but it all helped me really, it was really cathartic and it really helped me to kind of process what I had been through um, over the last year, year and a half, two years, um, and find a, find out what I needed to do for me in order to move forward in a much healthier way, physically and emotionally. Um, yes. So. Yeah,
0: yeah. I definitely. I'm. I'm. <laughs> I I see so much of of me in you and your story as well. And I, I feel like I have this like toolbox now of okay, things aren't feeling right. I need to you know so I can be the best person business owner, wife, mom, et cetera, I need to dip into my toolbox and start using these things more again or deeper in a better way. Um, to to get back to that place. And it's so, I don't know, I feel it's comforting to have that, to know that whether it's tools of creativity or journaling or better sleep, but I, you know, as I get older, I'm amassing these tools and I just need to remember that they're there to to lean on when when things feel uh untenable
1: yeah and it's funny there were times when I would sit down at my craft desk and be like I just want to go take another nap like I'm just I'm so tired and I would just say to myself okay 10 minutes 10 minutes of doing whatever grabs me um you know, whether that was sorting uh, photos in my photo system, whether that was actually working on a page, um, playing with stamps, playing with paint, whatever it was. And I, you know, just like people say with exercise, once I started doing it, I, next thing I would look up and it was an hour later and I was like, oh, wow. Um, And I had accessed some part of creativity that I needed to express, but Mm you know, it would have been really easy to go lay back down and take a nap or read a book and anything to not express it. But I just started following that um, and forcing myself to do it sometimes when it was hard. And then if 10 minutes went by and I still felt like I wanted to go take a nap, then I would go take a nap. Um, but at least giving yourself the opportunity, um, oftentimes you will look up and be like, wow, that was really helpful. Um, yeah. And, and also the other piece that helped me is um i participated in the 100 day project which i've never well I've, i should i was going to say i have never done before i've started it numerous <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> times so i shouldn't say that um i've started it numerous times but i've never been able to complete it um and i i decided on something very simple but i wanted to be sure that every day i was doing something creative um and so I cut out um, three by four cards on white uh, cardstock and I painted on them or I drew on them or, you know, any number of things. Um, and it really helped me um, begin kind of a daily practice of creativity of some sort. Um, and I know that, you know, that's something that I've seen a lot of people um, embrace during the pandemic. Um, and... And it really did help me to kind of focus, like that whole idea of daily pages, or I think you do like a, a morning um, creativity time, uh, mm-hmm. I believe, correct?
0: I'm calling it coffee and crafting these days. Yes,
1: that's it. That's it. Yeah. And that's something actually that I'm thinking about doing as well um, to continue to kind of, I don't know, make that a concrete part of my start of my day um, because I have been doing it kind of whenever I do it every day but I was doing it whenever uh, I had a free minute and I I just feel like maybe scheduling it first thing in the day may help start the day in a really good place for me Um, so I I love that idea when I heard you were doing that I was like ooh, I may have to do that Um, so thank you yet another idea that I'm going to totally steal from you. (laughs) (laughs)
0: well but you said like you you've been doing it when you had a free minute and i find that if i start into my day i never feel like i have that and so i have to basically force myself to say no you will have a better day if you take 20 minutes now to do basically whatever the hell you want (laughs) either play with my photos paint something uh you know type up some journaling as long as it's like something creative um, you know, pull a, an Oracle card, really anything that's like nurturing my inner self a little bit, uh, and spending some time with that always sets me up for a much stronger day. Even if that day is starting a little bit later, cause I stayed up too late the night before, it doesn't really matter what time, but as long as it's the first thing before I go into the have to do's, um, it's so, yeah, it's, it's such a good thing.
1: Yeah. And, you know, that also makes me think about something else that has been really helpful to me that you referenced there uh, around um, creativity is is more than just creating a scrapbook page. And for a long time, I would beat myself up if I didn't, you know, if I said I wasn't going to be creative this weekend and I didn't end up with numerous pages done. Mm
0: -hmm. And what I've
1: kind of tried to embrace and shift my mindset to is creativity is more than just putting uh, photos on a piece of paper and embellishing them. It's also organizing your photos. It's also organizing your supplies. It's, um, you know, thinking about kind of project planning, so to speak, what you want to do with a given kit or that kind of thing. Um, Putting kits together, you know, it doesn't you know, uh, watching training videos, you know, I've, I subscribe to, um, Allie Edwards story kits. And so, um, watching one of her, um, process videos is creativity. I'm learning, I'm, you know, able to see different techniques and that kind of thing. So that's another thing that I think has helped is broadening what creativity is for me has really allowed me to, um, focus on, Things that matter and that contribute overall to my creativity, but maybe aren't sitting down putting a page together. Um, that's really been helpful.
0: Oh yeah, it's so important to.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know
0: how to conclude yeah. that, but I totally agree. I totally agree.
1: And you know, that's one of the things that I love about the c- community that you've created with Simple Scrapper is that um, I, there's always a place I can go if I'm needing something. In the realm of creativity, people who are like me, uh, mm. I can just go there and learn from other people, learn from what you and the rest of the team are doing, as well as our members. Um, it's just been so helpful to me um, to have a place to go and be around other people who understand why I need this hobby so much and why it matters to me.
0: Yes, oh, thank you for saying that. I mean, obviously, you are part of our, our team, and but it's just. I think each, every one of us, we're still here, myself included, because we get so much personally out of it. Um, It's just this like, you know, self-propagating ecosystem that's just so amazing.
1: Yes, definitely.
0: So thinking specifically about 2021, as you started this year, and maybe there was like a little bit more light at the end of the tunnel with with the pandemic and things were feeling maybe tiny bit more optimistic. What was it that you felt you needed in terms of creativity? Is it, is it just this kind of idea of practice or were there some other things you wanted to explore deeper on?
1: So I, I definitely felt like I needed to continue to prioritize self-care and, and memory keeping is a, and creativity is a huge part of that for me. Um, And so I, I, I was trying to figure out new ways to think about um, how I can focus on the thing that I love the most about it. So, number one, storytelling. So, learning as much as I can about how to, because that's really what it's about for me. When I look back at my pages from over, throughout the years that I've been scrapbooking, the things that, that, I think, oh, I'm so glad I did that, were the things that were the story about the photo. Um, When I look at a a cute picture of my kids, but there's no journaling there, it's just a date, um, I just don't, it doesn't bring me the same joy that it does when I read one about a story about all the things my daughter was saying when she was two. Um, And so- trying to figuring that out for myself. Like, what am I here for? That's my primary is the storytelling piece. Now, don't get me wrong. I love the product, (laughs) love it, Um, use it, uh, buy a lot of it. Um, But ultimately trying to figure out how to make storytelling um, the key piece has been really important this year. And the primary way that I've done that is um, by beginning to use my project management and planning skills um, in my memory keeping and my scrapbooking, so I know it's, this sounds strange, but I didn't. I No, wasn't, it
0: sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah,
1: I just never thought. I know. It's, I, I just never thought to put the two together. <laughs> yeah, which sounds strange to me now, but. Um, all of a sudden i was like why am i not using those skills a little bit and then i think in addition to that um learning more about the tr- about trello uh mm-hmm. both through the community and and through uh some of the work that we do uh as part of our team in trello also helped because i can use that to kind of manage the projects that i want to want to create and really get that uh, kind of i think you call it the creative hub, but my memory keeping hub, um, make it work for me in a way that um, will really help uh, drive me to tell more stories, to make sure I'm documenting what, what matters uh, and that sort of thing. So I'm using that to track my projects, to trap uh, to track any gaps, uh, in things. Uh, and then the, the final piece was really getting some control over my supplies. So when I began doing paper again, I went out and bought all the things, like Mm -hmm. all the things, every single thing I saw, I bought, um, not thinking about how I was going to even use it. It was just like, I want everything at my fingertips. Um, and I had no supply organization, things weren't getting used. I was getting frustrated. So that has really been important, um, because then I can actually focus on putting things together, um, and getting my stories told without worrying about, uh, finding, you know, this stamp set or that sticker. Like, I know I have a sticker that would work here or a die cut. And now I have, I think, found, and it's a constant, um, you know, evolution, but I think I'm, I've found what works for me and it's really helping me produce more, um, which is allowing me to share more. Uh, so a lot of times <clears throat> I wasn't sharing on, uh, Instagram or, you know, out and about in, in various communities because, um, I, I was so slow getting anything done. I just felt like, I didn't. I couldn't even take the time to take the pictures and post them and all of that because I, um, I had such limited time. Uh, and so, time management skills uh, and the project management pieces and the organization pieces have been key to me for me this year. And I have produced more this year uh, than last. And certainly more than the year before, I mean, I'm seeing a, a huge increase in productivity. And I think all of the things we've talked about today have played into that. Uh, but those are areas that I've really focused on in 2021 that I think have helped.
0: Now, I'm curious, can you talk a little bit more about the ways that you've used Trello to take you all the way from that idea to posting on social media? Like, do you have a checklist where one of the items is, like, when layout's done, post on Instagram?
1: Yes. So, yes, I do. So, um, you know, I have, uh, many, many, many Trello lists. Um, but one of the pieces of that, of my to-dos is always take, go, take the photos, um, get them ready and upload them. And so that has really helped, um, me and it's then helped me feel part of, of the community on Instagram that I wasn't really feeling very engaged in, um, because I wasn't posting regularly. And so nobody was seeing anything I was doing. Um, and so having, uh, some accountability for myself and set goals. So that's the other thing that Trello has helped me do. And I know you have really focused on this as well um, in your, your scrapbooking, but just thinking about, you know, every, for the year I want to do this. Okay. Let's break that down into the quarter let's break that down monthly. Uh, And I've learned most of that um, from the, the simple scrapper community, to be honest with you, and using Trello in that way has really uh, upped my game and so I keep track of um stories I have like a, I have a story board in there that I keep track of I keep track of the kits that come in you know so by Ali Edwards kits Project Life things that I want to include I'm constantly in my Trello board adding pieces and parts so I don't forget things and then I also have a separate board that is all about um my kind of the gaps in in previous years that were all digital. So when I get to a place where I'm like, you know what, I kind of feel like doing a digital page today. I can open that board in Trello and easily find. Okay, here are, are places that uh, still need some work. And. Uh, it's just really helped keep me focused. And then I can look, I also track when I've completed things and it's nice to look over and be like, wow, okay. I finished two of those years just in this last year because I have this board that's helping me track all this. Yeah. I love it. Yeah.
0: The more that I've used Trello, the more goal oriented I've become. Mm -hmm. It's so weird because I didn't feel like I was before. Like to me, it didn't really matter how many layouts I made in the year. But now because I can so easily track it like what, you know, they always say like what you track, gets done. And it's so true. And now I I feel I'm so much more goal oriented because I love checking off the boxes and seeing the progress. Um, even over a longer term, like doing, like, you know, I've had zero success with the hundred day project myself, cause that's a really long time. It but is. now I feel like because of Trello and because of the accountability systems that I have in place, the same ones you've been talking about with, you know, whether it's morning time or what we do inside the community with our crops, like I, there's the accountability there that could support me in actually doing that now. So yeah. it's, yeah, it's super cool.
1: And, you know, it's funny. I, I do Trello. I kind of live and, and, um, and die by Trello these days, but I also yeah. keep a list in my planner, um, mm-hmm. of projects that I, I, I do uh, a weekly list. Kind of these are the things that I'd like to, ch- you know, chip away at if possible. I don't expect to do them all, but that way, when I do have some time, I can sit down and see, Oh, Oh, yeah, I wanted to work on that. I feel like doing that. I'm going to do that. And it just helps reinforce because um, I like to write things down as well. Um, yes. And it doesn't feel duplicative to me because, um, you know, all the details are in Trello. So I know I can go in there um, and and make sure that I'm doing everything I wanted to and including everything that I wanted to. But it just helps refocus me uh, during the week when I sit down. I'm like, OK, I have half an hour. And I want to do something creative. What's on my list that I wanted to accomplish this week? And that's really helped keep me on track as well.
0: I definitely have kind of identified this boundary around Trello because I'm in there all the time, just like you. But to me, anything I'm adding to Trello is for not this week. There's very rare exceptions where I'm literally adding something that I'm going to do this week because then I'll just add it to my planner and I will do it. Mm -hmm. So Trello is all the stuff that I want to do at some point, you know, seven days from now or later. (laughs) Yeah. Up until years later. But, you know, because we have like our house project list on there, too. Um, But it's definitely anything that's near term goes on my planner because that's what I'm going to look at every single moment of the day to find out, okay, what do I need to do next? So, okay, this, this project management approach has worked really well for you. Are there, is there an aspect of it that you feel of your memory-keeping approach in 2021, particularly in service of your overall wellness, that could still use some some tweaking?
1: Yes. So two, two primary areas come to mind. Um, first, I, I mentioned earlier about time management. And that's something I'm still kind of working through, um, and trying to figure out the best way um, for me to use the time that I have available. I mean, I'm busy. I ha, you know work full time. I, I do uh, work with Simple Scrapper. I you know have two teenage kids, um, and so. I need, uh, to figure out a little bit more structure for my time management. Um, and so I'm kind of working through that and trying to figure out how I might, um, use Trello better for that, uh, and my, my, my planner. So I'm, I'm playing with a few different things. Nothing is quite working yet, but, um, I'll get there, I think. Um, and then secondly, photo organization is just, <laughs> I feel like I get, um, uh, my arms around it. And then six months later, I'm like, what was that that I was doing with photos? Like I, I just never seem to be able to, um, consistently, you know, I put stuff on my calendar. Okay. On the 15th of every month, I'm going to go in and do X, Y, Z, or once a week, I'm going to do this. It just never seems to come together for me with photos for some reason, mm-hmm. So I'm still um and you know it's something I hear a lot of people in the community talk about too so I know I'm not alone um uh, for sure. <laughs> but it's something that I'm I'm just trying um this year to get my my hands around something that's workable for me.
0: I'm wondering if there's like, because I've definitely found this the same way that when I was doing, I really engaged in photo freedom at the beginning of the year, I had this like, this direction I was going. And then somebody asked me about it. And I'm like, Oh, gosh, I don't even remember what 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 direction that was. And I know I wrote it down somewhere. But if I would put it in Trello, I'd have a place for it. So maybe you need something in Trello that's kind of Here's my overall photo management philosophy, the system, what I'm trying to build and what I have in place to kind of, so you have a reference. And when you do re-engage with it, you can kind of pick up where you left off.
1: You know, that's a great idea. Yeah, I don't do any sort of um, photo uh, management organization pieces in Trello, but that's a great idea. Uh, Since I'm already doing so much there anyway, it might help me to um, document kind of what I want to do. And uh, yeah, because there's part of it is, you know, I have time periods where I've done a really good job and a lot of time periods that I haven't done a really good job of organizing my photos. So that's a great idea, Jennifer. Thank you. Yeah, I think (laughs) I'm going to do that. I'm going to explore that. Well, I think that,
0: yeah, like we can be kind of have the metadata around your photos, like not specifically each photo, but just the metadata about you. That's what Trello is so great for is just storing all that extra information that we tend to lose track of. Um, yeah. yeah that's and to add idea. some tasks like, okay, here's what I want to do. And even if you write that task down now and you don't come back to it for six weeks, you at least know what it is you wanted to do next. Um, because it's just, we want to be creative. And so we don't want to spend all of our time organizing photos, organizing supplies, because we want to just be making things. And so we have to sometimes have to press pause because we really could spend all our time on that.
1: Yeah, 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 that's a great idea.
0: Awesome, okay. So
1: kind of stepping
0: back here, trying to wrap up, um, what do you think is the role of memory keeping and creativity in your overall wellness toolbox? Because I'm sure you have other tools in that toolbox too.
1: So the the two primary things that... um, that I focus on is, you know, memory keeping, staying organized, making sure that I'm um, holding, you know, making sure I, I say holding myself accountable, which sounds very, um oh, I'm holding myself accountable, but just making sure that I'm, I'm focusing on creativity and on memory keeping and getting um, the stories told, even if it's just in Trello. <laughs> um, so, you know, sometimes something will happen, and I know I'm not going to have time to document that, but I want to be sure that I document how I'm feeling about it and what happens so that at some point I can. So, using the tools at my disposal to do that is key. Um, and then the second piece is reading. So, um, and I have made an effort every month to try and bring the whole creativity, memory keeping and reading thing together, um, by reading a book about creativity or habits or a lot, very, very similar to the kinds of books that, um, are read in the book club, uh, mm-hmm. for Simple Scrapper, but trying to, um, figure out ways to, um, use the information that I'm, I read about and improve the way that I'm memory keeping because I love to read and I love to memory keep. And I, the way, um, that I feel best is when both of them are very high on the priority list. And so, um, I loved when I, when you first came out with the whole book club idea, I was like, yes, Mm -hmm. this is what I'm talking about because that's what I try to do. And so I love that, um, that you're having those conversations within the community, um, and helping people bridge between, you know, the things that we, we read that, you know, maybe don't feel very connected to memory keeping or creativity and helping bridge that gap. Um, and so that's really something that I'm trying to focus on this year, um, and so I've bought a few books that I particularly have heard people in the community talk about a lot. Uh, and I'm really trying to work the, one of those in every month and spend some time beyond just reading it, but thinking about how I can um, use the information that I'm reading about and help uh, facilitate the memory keeping creativity piece and keeping that um, high on the list. Uh, and it's really been helpful so far. Oh, I
0: love that. I mean, you're you're not surprised, but I love that so much. And I think one thing that's been really interesting this year is that we're only reading six books in the book club instead of 12 for the first time and because i wanted to have a little bit of breathing room and to just have an opportunity to just continue the conversation and you know we're using this kind of overall lens of habits and keep and we keep coming back to that but these you know we're calling them study group conversations but these have been even better conversations than the book review conversations that we have every month they're so much juicier we get into so many more details and fun anecdotes and and shared ideas and i i yeah. It's just, it's so much another part of really what's at the heart of everything we do at Simple Scrapper. So I'm so glad you brought that up. Thank you. And then one final kind of related question. Um, I feel like, you know, from that point in, in 2019 on, as you were going through this journey, and then as you've, you've come so far back into yourself, maybe, and, and you've done that by seeking what you realized you truly needed. So do you have any kind of final big picture lessons or advice to share for our listeners of how we can better seek out what we truly inside our hearts know we need?
1: Yes. So a few things. So first, um, step away if you need to, and don't feel guilt about it. Um, because sometimes you have to step away to get to the place that you need to be. Um, and and that's okay. So take a week off. Take a month off if you need to. Um, it's here. It will come back. I mean, you can come back at any time. But if you really need to step away from scrapbooking or whatever hobby you're talking about, um, allow yourself to do that without guilt. Um, and then kind of connected to that is if something's not working, move on move on to something else. Um, I'll, I'll give you an example. I did an album about our, um, about 2019 and how tough it was. And it really helped me to kind of process what we experienced and what happened. One of those albums that's very personal. I don't know that I will ever share it. Um, but it's kind of been for me to process all of that. Um, I'm probably, I've probably got 10, 10, uh, spreads left that I want to do, but I'm just not feeling it right now. I feel like I I want to work on other things. So I'm just putting it in the shelf. I have a, in Trello a list of other things that I'd like to add. And at some point I may go back. And if not, I'm just happy that I have the stories captured that I do have um, so that you know, my kids, their kids will be able to look back at this challenging time we had and see, you know, how I was feeling about it and how we got through and what helped and uh, what was tough and that kind of thing. So um, if it's not working, let it go. You can always come back later. It's, I, I heard a lot of pe- that people saying that about week in the life, which was fairly recently. Allie's community did week in the life, and I heard a lot of people like, "Well, I only took photos Monday and Tuesday, and then I, you know, lost." Document the two days you did get. That's two days you didn't have before. Uh, if you're yeah. feeling like you want to do it, do it. If you're not. Sit it aside. Maybe you'll come back and do those um, two days at another time. I just think sometimes we get so focused on completion mm-hmm. um, that it uh, it's okay to take a step back and, and um, abandon something that's not working for you.
0: Well, I think particularly with, with projects like that, that involve taking photos, I've never, I mean, yes, sometimes managing photos can be not as fun, but I've never regretted having more photos <laughs> right. because especially for a week in the life, you know, the, there's so many interesting photos that I end up taking that I would not have taken if not for that invitation. Even if I end up not doing a, you know, a full week in the life type project, I have now more photos that I can scrapbook for other stories.
1: Yeah, definitely. Another thing is, and I, I think I said this earlier, but embrace imperfection mm-hmm. um, because it's so much more fun. Like, it really is, um, and much less stressful. It's hard, especially for people who have a tendency to, um, you know, be a perfectionist and want everything to look a certain way. It's, it's hard. Um, and one way that I have found uh, that's been helpful is trying new things, especially if they scare me, um, mm-hmm. even if they're in, like, adjacent um places. So, for example, I mentioned earlier about watercolor. Watercolor scared me to death, Um, but I was also drawn to it. And so, I pushed myself, and a lot of that 100-day project work was done in watercolor. And it's funny, when I look at the beginning, I'm like, oh, wow, poor you. That was not great. But when I look at the, you know, the 99th one I'm like wow I really developed some skills there and it is true um creativity begets creativity so um you know if for some reason um paint is just you know grabbing you go paint as much as you can no matter what it looks like um and see where it will take you because I bet you it will take you to places you had no idea you needed to go Creativity, you know with respect to creativity.
0: A hundred percent. This is, thank you so much, Amy. This has been such an amazing conversation. Uh, beautiful words there to, to wrap things up at the end. Can you share where we can find you online and anything new you might have coming up in the future?
1: Um, no, nothing new um, other than, uh, you know, you mentioned earlier, I am trying to um, do a better job of growing my Instagram um, feed. So I'm trying to post there more often and share more often. And uh, so that's probably the best place to find me these days. Um, memory keeping underscore musings is my uh, Instagram uh, uh Uh, name sorry um and so just trying to grow uh my account there and and meet more people and learn from other people it's it's been um great and of course i am you know always over at simple scrapper and um i think you're gonna have to throw me out um (laughs) at this (laughs) point i've been around for so long i can't imagine um not having that community as part of my life so
0: Well, we can't imagine not having you uh, really keeping the things together that you do in the background either. So um, you also have a book Instagram too, don't you?
1: I do. I do. Thank you. I I see. Wasn't even thinking. Yes. So Amy's book Obsession uh, is that Instagram account. Um, And I I have been trying to share a little bit more there I had kind of stopped for a while it was just becoming a lot um, but now I, I think I'm finally finding a balance between the book Instagram and the memory keeping Instagram so um, yeah I try to share um, what I'm reading and um, give quick reviews on things and just you know interesting stuff about the the books and reading world.
0: Awesome. We'll include the links to both of those in the show notes for this episode. And again, Amy, thank you so much for joining me for this conversation. It's such a pleasure. And I'm, I just can't express how amazing it is to hear that our last conversation was part of this evolution for you and, you know, just played a small part in in shifting you into the beautiful place that you are now.
1: Well, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I've, I've really enjoyed our conversation. So thank you.
0: And to all of our listeners, please remember that you have permission to scrapbook your way. If you like the podcast, you'll love being a member. When you join, you'll get access to weekly zoom crops, bi-monthly retreats, and a huge content library. You can head over to com slash membership to learn more and join our creative community.